You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. So four weeks ago, we started this series called Serve Like Jesus, and the whole thrust of the series was that, uh, that Jesus is our example when it comes to serving, right? Uh, we kicked it off with uh, John 13, uh, the, the, the passage where Jesus washes the, the feet of the disciples, and, uh, and we, we saw and we learned that Jesus serves by action, not by just words. And so our, my prayer today is that this is a kind of a testimony of Living Word Chapel following the example of Jesus, that we're just not people of, of words, but we're people of action. Uh, he served people because he loved people. In fact, the Bible says in, in, in John 13, verse 1, that, that he, loved, he, he loved his own and he loved them to the end. To the very end, and, the way, and then he washed their feet. And so it, it shows us and it illustrates to us that, that the way that Jesus showed love was he served. He served people. And it's amazing how you can cultivate a heart, uh, a heart that may be hard. You can, you can begin to, to cultivate that ground by serving them. And I don't know about you guys, but I've noticed that our society is getting pretty hard. And there's a lot of uh, uh, hatred and anger and all this yucky stuff going on. And I believe that the only way that we're going to be able to have breakthroughs in our society is through serving them and letting the love of God permeate from, from us into them through our hands and through our feet. And then uh, I believe that that will open up their ears for them to hear uh, the voice and the words of God into, in their lives. Right? Uh, I, I believe that the word of God is what changes people. I don't, I don't think that philosophy changes people. I don't think that, you know, uh, a sermon outside of having the word uh, preached will change people. It's the word of God that changes, changes lives. And when we listen to Colton's testimony, he talked about how the word, the, the Bible became real to him. And, uh, and that's exactly, it's the word of God. It's the living word that changes lives. So, so we, 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 we saw and we learned and we found that Jesus served by action. And then uh, the week after that, we, we, uh, we learned that Jesus served uh, out of uh, humility and that uh, he was a humble servant. Uh, and, and that's what the way I picture our Jesus, our Lord. I picture him as a very humble person. Uh, as Art was leading us in worship, Art and, uh, and the, the team, uh, and he talked about um, spending time with him, I think the more we spend time with, with, with Jesus, the more that we find out that he's a very humble Savior. He doesn't have to be. He's the Lord of creation. He created everything, right? Uh, but but, his, but his, his character is that of a humble servant. And, and the more that we spend time with him, the more that we become humble in our own, uh, in our own character. And he changes that in us where we uh, kind of get over ourselves. And then we also learned uh, uh, last week that, uh, that we become great uh, in God's eyes when we serve. 
said, in the world's eyes, you want to be served. Great people in the world are served. Serve me. I'm, I, 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 I am the, your boss. I am your, I am your, I am your father. I am your dad. Have you heard that? <laughs> you guys haven't heard that. On t- I am your father. Okay, Luke. Somebody. Anyways, I've heard that somewhere. So, but people in the world, they, 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 want, to, they want to be the boss. They want to be number one. They, but we find in the kingdom, and Jesus taught us this, that we find greatness uh, when, when we actually serve. And then today, I want to I close our series with uh, how do we become servant leaders? You know, there are a lot of books about servant leadership, not only in the church, but outside of the church. Uh, you can find thousands of books that are about servant leadership. And the reason for that is because it works. And they're finding this, uh, some of the greatest uh, companies are finding that the leaders that serve their, their, uh, their employees, uh, they have the greatest motivation, they have the greatest turnouts, they have the greatest uh, expansions in their, in their companies. And, and the reason is, is, is that it's God's model of how it should be. In fact, in a family, when, when you have uh, parents that, that not only parent their children, but they serve their children, their children learn the importance of serving. We have our grandkids with us uh, this weekend. And it's the first time that our, our youngest baby uh, granddaughter stayed with Grandpa and, and uh, with Grampy and Grandma. And so they're, they're out with my wife serving this morning. And I think that when we show people servant leadership, they become great leaders, become wonderful leaders. It was Martin Luther King Jr. who said this. He said, everybody can be great. Because everybody can serve. You don't have to uh, have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and your verb agree to serve. You only need a heart full of grace, a soul generated by love to serve. And Martin Luther King Jr. uh, made his world a better place. And he did it by serving them. He did it through action. He did it through, through love and grace, uh, even uh, uh, to the point of losing his life for the good of his peers. And, and here's the thing that I believe with all my heart, that we have to die to self to serve like Jesus Christ. We have to die to that, 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 that thing inside of us that wants everything for us, uh, for us to serve like, like Jesus. And, and the great people that have served in this world, the people that I would consider great, they died to self. And some of them, like Martin Luther King, they've died to people because of what they were doing. Have you noticed that when you start serving people that it can make them pretty angry at times because they don't understand why are you doing this? But the more that you serve them, the more that you do good, uh, the more that, that, that hardness of heart is broken and, and their lives are changed, and it opens up a door for you to be able to, to share something that, that God has for them that's going to change their life forever. And so um, I want to pray a prayer right now. I want to pray over every team that's serving right now in our communities. Just pray that, that God will just move through them 
that the presence of the Holy Spirit will be with them and that the people of the community will be uh, forever impacted because of what God is doing through, through people. Uh, so let's pray. Father, uh, thank, you for, thank you for allowing us to gather this morning. And uh, Lord, the, the 25 of, uh, or so of us that are sitting here in this, in this sanctuary, we come together now and we, we pray uh, in unity for, for you, Lord, to move through your spirit, uh, through the hands and the feet of every person that is serving their city uh, this Sunday morning. We pray, Lord, that, uh, that you will be with the team that's at Oracle Mountain Vista at the school. We pray that, that they will be able to accomplish uh, everything that, that the school needs, Father, and more because of your uh, great power and mercy. We pray also, Lord, that you will be with uh, the team that's at the Oracle uh, Community Center and at the, uh, the, the, the cemetery there, Lord God, as they, they do some cleanup. We pray, Father, that you also be with them, Lord, and that people will also be impacted. Every person that goes and visits uh, and, and will maybe entrust their loved ones uh, uh, into your hands uh, in, the, in the coming days. May they see uh, this something different and feel your presence there. We even pray for that now in Jesus' name. And we pray for the team that's at um, Samuel uh, School Districts, Lord God. We pray that you be with them as well. And uh, Lord, that you will just uh, shine bright through them, uh, that, that they will uh, serve you in a way that's going to honor you, Lord God, and, the, and that the community will be impacted. Father, we're where, where we think that there's, uh, there's uh, a town that's dying, I pray that you revive it, that you bring it to life, and you're the only one that can. You can, you can speak into dry bones, and we pray that you do that in Jesus' name. Be with the, uh, the team in Mammoth, Lord God, as they're serving uh, uh, in, in different places. Uh, the, the town manager was so excited about, about us going, Lord, for the second year, and we pray that your blessing will be upon every person there. And uh, just move through them, Lord, in Jesus' name. And Father, we also pray for those in Kearney, Lord God, the team that's in Kearney. We pray that you refresh them as they're serving. Lord, we pray that you bring uh, 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 camaraderie, fellowship, brotherhood, sisterhood, Lord God, that they will just, uh, that they'll just uh, know that it's been a good thing for them to serve. And ultimately, Lord, that it'll bring glory to you. That community that's in shambles right now, that whole, that whole uh, Highway 177 with, with the strike and all the yuckiness that accompanies that, uh, there's so much disunity. We pray together this morning for unity, Lord God. We pray that you will be the uniter, Lord, that you will be the one that will bring uh, uh, life and uh, resolution, Lord God, to that uh, situation. We pray for this. And uh, we pray for broken families, Father. Uh, we pray that you will just work and mend those families together and that we can be a part of that. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. How many of you believe that prayer works? I believe that prayer is powerful. And I just believe that something great is happening uh, right now as we, as we prayed that. Um, so we're going to talk about servant leadership traits from the life of Christ, from the life of Jesus. What did he do in his life that made him the greatest servant leader of all time? And that as we see others that have uh, 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 been molded by, by his teaching, by his life, uh, that their traits have, have caused, caused their lives to, to be great in God's eyes. We're going to see all that. Uh, the first trait that I see, servant leaders uh, do not seek service for themselves. 
You find that in the life of Jesus. He received service for himself. Mary, the, the sister of Martha, she went to Jesus one day and she cried over him. She sat at his feet and she wept over him and she dried, she, she cleansed his feet with her tears and she wiped uh, all of the debris off with her hair. And uh, they said to Jesus, why do you let this woman do this? Do you know who she is? And he said, this is going to be written as a testimony about her. Uh, when, 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 uh, when the gospels are written, this is going to be written as a testimony about her. So people serve Jesus, but Jesus never sought out service for himself. In fact, he said in Mark 10, 45, he said, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. We started out with this, uh, this passage right here, or this uh, verse, in our series. And I think it's fitting for us to finish the series with it and just to, to know that, that people that are servant leaders, they don't seek for people to serve them on a constant basis. Speaks to all of our hearts. Do we want people to be serving us constantly? Or are we always looking for an opportunity to serve others? Whether that is our spouse, whether that is our, our children, whether that is uh, our neighbors, or people at work, you know, do we go out of the way to serve them? Because that's what Jesus did. And not because uh, of some kind of notoriety or some kind of accolade, but just, that's just God working through each one of us uh, that we find out. Um, and what I found out about this, this very point is that we have to be intentional uh, to live out a life of service. In other words... What we're doing this weekend is intentional. Uh, we made plans for it. We said we're going to be looking for places that we can make a difference at. So it's, it's very, very important that we are intentional. Uh, the opportunities uh, to, to serve others are endless, but we have to be willing to go across the threshold of service and to empty ourselves of self and then go out and serve others. Okay, second, second trait that we find from the life of Christ is that our aim is to serve others. What does aim mean? To aim is to point, or it means to direct something at a target. When your marriage is struggling, our aim should be to make our marriage better. Or when our family dynamics are, are, are going through difficulties, our aim should be for our family to get more uh, unified and for our family to get better. When, when, when we have friendships that are struggling or work situations that are, that, are, that are going through difficulties, our aim should be for things to get better. In other words, we're directing something for positivity, Right? If you don't aim at something, you're never going to hit it. It's, it's, it's deer season right now here in, in, in this area. And uh, especially at the other campus, it's crazy how people are just, they're, they're out there hunting. And, uh, and I'm not going to say anything about that because I love that as well. We don't, you know, we don't 
uh, we don't go and kill animals. We go and we harvest them, right? But the reality is that you go and you have aim. You aim at something so that you can hit it. It's no different when you're serving. When you're serving, you have to aim to, to be able to, to, uh, to hit what you want to do in serving uh, someone. You have to have a target. And when you do that, when you do that, it is always going to be better when you're aiming to make something uh, uh, more reliable or something to, to, that's going to bring aid. You have to aim for it to happen. A lot of examples. I could talk about you know, the, the, the food drive. Uh, that's a target right there. And I really believe that with that food drive, there will be people that are going to be uh, impacted in a positive way. Uh, we already have several families just in our church that are, are struggling because of the strike. And I think there will be a lot of other people. But we have to have a target, right, for us to do so. And so my, my prayer for you, my prayer for you is that you're, you're, you're aiming at a, at a situation, a circumstance, a relationship that you want to serve to make it better. Peter, Peter put it like this in, in 1 Peter 4.10. He said, as each of you has received a gift, use it, that gift, to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. You know, God has poured out his grace uh, and his grace gifts so that we can make it our aim to make a positive difference in the life of every person he brings into our path. We get to serve those that are broken. We get to comfort those that are hurting. We get to seek unity in a divided world. We get to allow the peace of Christ uh, to rule in our hearts. Um, just thinking about everything that's, that, that goes on in the life at, at LWC, we have a, our, we're aiming at different targets. Uh, we've seen God do great things in our, our, our grief support group. Uh, we had new people coming this week uh, to, for that. And, uh, and, and they said, I, I want to have what you guys are having, you guys and gals, that, that there's such peace there. Well, when they first came, those individuals, when we first launched the class, they didn't have that peace. They were going through all kinds of turmoil. But our aim, our aim was, our target was to bring relief through Jesus. We're, we're not the answer. Jesus is. And we've seen positive change, incredible change. And so those new people that are coming, uh, we're seeing that as well. Uh, we're, we're launching in December. We, we've waited a little bit. We're going to start in November, but we're, in December, we're going to launch a ministry called Clean Life. And that Clean Life ministry is going to be targeted. We're aiming at people that struggle with addiction. And so I met this week with, with two individuals, one, one wonderful woman of God who, who is bringing some freedom. She's going to bring that, 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 uh, uh, that ability to bring freedom that comes from Jesus into the ministry. And then I met with another individual at the same round table. Uh, the other individual was, uh, has been uh, in sobriety for 27 years. So he knows what it is to struggle with addiction. And, and he says to me, you know, just this year, in his 27th year of sobriety, he said, you know, I still, when I go to the store, I have to go past that, that um, refrigerator, that, the, the cooling section where all the alcohol is. I have, to, I have to go intentional and just pass through it because I'm drawn 
to that section. If anyone in here has struggled with alcoholism, you understand, or, or, or with, with uh, drugs, with narcotics, um, you understand that, that you have to be intentional. Your aim has to be, I'm going to get sober. Amen? And so our, our goal, our aim, is that we're going to, through Jesus, uh, bring many people into uh, sobriety. And I believe that God's going to do that. And even if just one, even if one gets free, we won. But you're not going to win if you don't have a name. You're not going to do things if you don't have a goal. And so you might be in here and, you, and you've struggled with different things. You need to know that, that Jesus teaches us this servant leadership and he, he aimed at serving. He directed his life to serve others. And if you don't do that, let me tell you what happens. You feel sorry for yourself all the time. Your life is about, look at how, look at how messed up my life is. That's, you know why I'm going to tell you why that's happening? Most of the time it's because you're inward. And I'm probably not speaking to you guys. I'm probably speaking to the other service that won't be here today. But when we're, when we're living inward, all you focus on is you. Your aim is you. You get up every morning thinking, oh, my life is so bad. Oh, these people, they hate me. They're all against me. I'm not going to amount to anything. The reality is you are. Because God made you to amount to a lot. His aim was that you would be transformed. His aim was that you would be renewed. His aim was that he was going to give you the Holy Spirit. And he, the Holy Spirit, was going to reside in you and give you a gift. And that gift was given for you to use it to serve others. And when you do, then you bring glory to God because you're using your what? Your gift that he gave to you. And then other people are better off. And when you see people that are better off, then it makes you better off because you say, wow, look what God did through me. And then you feel better off. Instead of you being gloomy and doomy and lonely and tony, whatever, you're filled with God. You're filled with enthusiasm. That's what that word means, to be filled with God. Enthusiastic, theos is the word right there. Where we get the word Dios from, God. You get enthusiastic about what, what the Lord... I, I love what... Um, I love what Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. He said, finally, brothers, rejoice. How many of you are rejoicing this morning? Huh? Praise God, we got five of you. You're six. You're rejoicing. Finally, brothers, rejoice. And then he says, aim for restoration. Is there brokenness in your, in your, in your, uh, in your life? Aim for restoration. Why does Paul say that? Because if you don't have a target, you're never going to get it. If you don't have a target that you, that you want, you know, when, if, you're, if your kids are struggling, aim for them to be restored. Do everything through the power of God in you for there to be change. You cannot continue to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again and think it's going to change. You've got to aim for something that God brings to restore. 
aim for restoration. He says, comfort one another, agree with one another. He doesn't mean agree like, uh, you know, at any cost. He's saying there, agree with the things that honor God, right? Agree with one another, live in peace, and then the, the, the God of love and peace will be with you. And I just think that's Jesus' life right there. That's who Jesus was. Amen? Jesus never walked in chaos. Got another meeting with another individual, and he, and he says, uh, and I'm going to give kudos to Pastor Mike West. You know, this, this guy in that meeting says, I, I, I observe uh, uh, Mike, and he just seems to be like in a, in a, in a constant state of peace. And I want that. Is that what people say about you? You know, are you, are you kind of, do they look at you and they say, man, this, this individual is in a constant state of peace. At least when I'm around them, it seems like they're in peace. Can I tell you why? Because they're walking in the, in the character of Christ and that servant leadership ability. You will always be better when you're serving people like Jesus than when you're trying to be served yourself. You will always be better. Okay? And then uh, trait number three, servant leaders do not propose to do their own will. Jesus are not intent, I mean, uh, people uh, that, uh, that, that have this servant leadership that Jesus did are not intentional about their own will, but they instead, they're intentional about uh, not having their own will to be done. This is what Jesus said. I've come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And the reason that this is so important is because our will is usually for what is convenient and for who is not going to make my life more stressful. I don't, I'm speaking for myself. My will, when I, when I want my will to be done, it's for my life to be convenient don't inconvenience me, right? And uh, don't bring chaos into my life. <laughs> you know, don't, I don't want someone in my life that's going to be uh, high maintenance. But, but what I've come to find out is that when I say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Give me what I need. Then he will sometimes inconvenience me. But it will glorify his name. He will sometimes bring people into my life that are, in my opinion, a little bit difficult and challenging. But he'll move through me in their lives. And every one of us in here, when you want to serve like Jesus served, you have to inconvenience yourself. How many of you believe that Martin Luther King Jr. inconvenienced himself? His life, you know, was, he said, I have to inconvenience my life. How many of you believe that people like, uh, you know, Gandhi, uh, Mother Teresa, how, how many of you believe that they inconvenienced their life and served? And so that's exactly what Christ calls us to do. He, 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 he wants us to serve, and it might not always be comfortable, but it will always be beneficial for, his, for the kingdom, and it will be beneficial for you. Um, trait number four. Trait number four, servant leaders do not promote themselves. What we learn from the life of Christ is that though he was God, 
He never sought the attention of people around him. Luke uh, chapter 22, we find this. He says, uh, says, who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. And so the world, he's teaching them a, a very important life lesson. The one that sits at the table is the master, right? And his servants are not at the table. They're serving him. He says, but I'm master and I'm your Lord and you call me that for a good reason. But I'm the one who's serving you. And so when, when we are walking in the purposes of God, we find out that we, we do the same thing. I love what Paul said to uh, the church in Philippi, and I think we can take it and the church in Oracle uh, and LWC and anyone that's listening to the podcast. Paul said this, do nothing from rivalry or conceit. Do nothing that, that you, you, you look at yourself as rivals uh, in the church. You're not against each other. You're for each other. Amen? And don't do nothing that, that where your head's going to swell. You see, that's not what the, what the Lord does. You know, he, he doesn't let his head swell. He goes on, he says, But in humility, count others more significant than yourself. That's hard for us to do sometimes. Amen? There's 200 people. There's 200 people today that they counted other people more significant than themselves. They're out there serving. And all of us in here, we're serving God's purposes because we're here. Right? We're letting him pour into our lives. But not just for us to receive, but for us to give. As we leave here this morning, can we leave here considering, not telling you what to do, but can we leave here considering that we will live a life of servant leadership. Amen? Can we believe together that what God can do inside will be manifested and produced outside and change the lives of people around us for his glory? Because that's really what God is about. He's about transformation. Amen? He's about producing peace. Oh, man, that peace. You never have peace when you're being served all the time. Never have peace. You notice that people that receive all the time, they want more. I want more, I want more. We live in a a generation that they want more. If you don't know this, go visit me and my grandkids. They never have enough. Right? God is good. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you for showing me as we personalize it and us as we collectively pray the traits to serving you, the traits to serving people through the example of Jesus Christ. 
Father, in your word, we find that Jesus leads us to serve others. And in our own lives, we find that we too must humble ourselves to serve the people you've placed in our path. So today we choose to be examples of servant leadership. And in being so, we pray that it will bring glory to your name. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and everyone said, amen, amen. Can we stand up and worship our King? This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.